1: What's up, Browns fans? It's Jonathan here, listening from New York. And you guys are listening to the Dog Podcast. Let's kick this thing off.
2: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Renegar, Justin
3: Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the dogs. We need more fan intros. So to get yours on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com tap leave voicemail in the drop down menu. Get involved with the show guys. It's a way more fun when you guys leave intros than if I have to do them or if we have to recycle old ones. It's super easy and uh, it takes about 10 seconds. So thedogspodcast.com. Leave us some uh, fan intros. It's way more fun to start the shows like that. Um, No, John today, he's still recovering from the Stranger Things finale, so he's not able to make it. Uh, Today we're going to cover some Deshaun Watson news that dropped late last week, as well as uh, some CBS coach rankings and then possibly a mystery team joining the hunt for Baker Mayfield. We're going to speculate who we think it might be. Uh, Before we do all that, though, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We finally hit 1,000 followers on the Graham we weren't really trying for a while. Then Josh started trying and now that's we're right. doing well over there. So we appreciate everybody who's following us on there. Uh, find us on Twitter and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, and subscribe. Remember to tap the notification bell. So you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page, fantasy football seasons, getting ready. We're going to have leagues going on in there. chance to win yourself some free dogs, merch, plus just play fantasy with people from all across the country. So that's a ton of fun. Um, you get an extra episode every week. We're constantly posting threads in there for you to drop your thoughts. Um, you got a, a very direct impact on the after hours episode. I'm always asking what they want us to talk about that day. You get more access to us pretty much 24-7. Usually somebody's awake. So if you post <laughs> something in there, you're probably going to get a comment back pretty quick. Um, so it's a ton of fun for everybody involved. People from all around the world are members in there. So if that's kind of like what you're, what you're into, jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member. So I think the first thing we need to get into today was the big news late last week. Deshaun Watson's uh, hearing in front of the disciplinary committee, Sue Robinson, former judge, uh, is over. Post-hearing briefs are due next week. I think the 11th is the day that they're due. Um, And I'm just going to read this straight from here because I want to make sure I get it right. So this was according to Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, who, by the way, has been a Deshaun Watson hater for the last three months, been screaming for at least year long suspension and all this stuff. So this is big coming from him also former attorney. So he knows this stuff. Um, Deshaun Watson hearing is ended the NFL uh, interviewed 12 alleged victims. The hearing focused on five of the women making allegations against Watson. Here's the, here's the big thing. The case presented by the NFL included no evidence of violence, threat, Force or coercion by Deshaun Watson. The NFL admitted that the punishment it seeks, an indefinite suspension of at least one year, is unprecedented. And lastly, the NFL admitted that its security director invent- investigated the Robert Kraft situation and that no punishment was imposed. A lot to unpack there, I think. I think let's go back to the beginning. The first thing, case was presented with no evidence of violence, threat, force, or coercion by Deshaun Watson.
4: So, so I don't know, like whenever all these tweets started coming out um, and I'm reading it, uh, I'm pretty sure I text Blake and Josh and the group. And even I was talking to my wife about it and I'm like, I don't think he's getting suspended. Like, (laughs) I, I don't know if there was, you know, if there was no evidence that, you know, to me, like that says, hey, they didn't have really any kind of case. When I read that, not like I'm not a lawyer, I'm not uh, obviously, you know. Uh, but um, podcast, I'm a podcaster slash, you know, torque converter uh, builder guy. So, um, but you know, I read these things and I just go, "What was exactly presented?" Like, if there's no evidence, you know, based on that tweet, what what were they presenting? And John even said, you know, in a text message, he said, you know, maybe those interviews with those victims were the evidence that the NFL presented, you know. As like a almost like a side you know piece like if maybe there was evidence because to me I don't see anything about any evidence.
3: So to me I I I, th- I think zero games now. I mean I, I, I don't see any other way. What are you suspending him for? There's there's you what for trying to hook up with chicks? I mean okay, well then suspend three fourths of the league. Pre- three, force of guys, three, guys four, anywhere. Yeah. Force of the dog's podcast. <laughs> you know,
4: pre-marriage. <laughs>
3: pre- yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, so if you didn't get a chance, i suggest watching this Mike Florio, the video he put out breaking this all down. Um, like he talked, he said at this point, it's almost as if the league is trying to push the suspension based on, he was um, participating in behavior that could put him in a bad situation that would then put the shield in a bad light. But then the catch 22 is they admitted that they investigated Bob Kraft, who also got a massage that ended in something other than a massage and they investigated it and there was no punishment. So how how can then you then punish Sean for the same essentially the same behavior
2: especially when the Robert Craft situation did have evidence.
3: Correct. Yes. So, so and to all the people we put out the video to all the people saying uh he didn't, you know, he's not being accused. Well, it turns out victims of sex, tra- sex trafficking, they don't get to just go to the police station yeah, and, and report right. abuse, okay? So what he did was still just as bad. And Bob Craft might only got caught once. He, I get, it wasn't once. It wasn't once. He didn't just one day all willy-nilly decide to walk into the to the massage parlor and get a happy ending.
2: Right, at 70-some years old or whatever. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, no way. First time. So no. um, I think of their... The biggest thing to me, which I always thought was the coercion, like the, right, Hey, yes. if you don't do this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, there was a lot of allegations
2: of that. Yeah. Yeah. They felt threatened and worried that he was going to derail their bu- yeah business and things like that.
3: Yes. Yeah. And there was none of that. Nope. So, so what are we doing here?
2: And like you said, you know, the is sitting down with the victims or the the accusers, well, that's still just them accusing him of what they've already said right. without evidence. I mean, you can't suspend a guy based on accusations. We talked about that last week. I mean, I think you used the example. The Chargers say, "Hey, we want to win the division this year, so let's just get a bunch of people to go accuse Patrick Mahomes of doing something. They'll sit him down." Yeah, we can't start this precedent.
3: I also saw that the um, the uh, Sue Robinson not happy that the NFL put these leaks out about like how they're pushing for their suspension and all that she's treating this as it's like a, a major court case yeah That's not it a, should be. not a public um, opinion, opinion case, case. <laughs> and so she wasn't happy with the NFL for the leaks and then I also saw that the fact that the NFL then leaked afterwards they felt like they did enough to warrant to get a suspension is just proof they know they lost mm-hmm. the, the, the people who are putting the leaks out like that, they're the ones who know they lost. Uh, Mike Florio one thing he mentioned in this video that I really made me mad, he's he kept blaming Deshaun's camp and Deshaun for not dispelling the rumors about the case and not coming out and being like this is what happened, but they no, they didn't have to. They didn't, they weren't playing the public opinion game. They were going about their business where it matters in the actual hearings and in the court and they and they were just saying this will speak for itself and it's done. Tony Busby, the guy who didn't have anything, he's the one who had to try to sway public opinion to get his way. You you can tell who is winning and who's losing based on the way they're playing the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. You really can. So, it's just to me, no, they didn't owe the public an- anything. If the public wanted to know, all they had to do was look. It was all out there. It was this wasn't a mystery. We've been saying it on here for since we signed him.
2: Yeah. It, the, the, the whole situation just still blows my mind and i still hear all these people saying oh well now they'll say now he's definitely getting a year i you mean even after they came out and said they they presented no evidence yeah. now you're certain he's getting a year suspension that or thing,
3: what that thing you sent, i think it yes. had to be like a Steelers. no
4: it was it was a so it was a guy that used to work for cbs sports and uh so i sent these guys an article and it was um you know radio radio show and they interviewed I can't remember the guy he was basically an NFL insider and then he now he works on this radio station but he said he after everything that's happened and all the tweets and everything that have came out he's like 100% positive Deshaun Watson won't even play a game with the Browns and I just was like maybe i, I maybe i'm confused maybe i'm misreading what's being leaked out maybe it's being construed or something because to me I'm not I don't see that at all I'm completely on the other side is if they're you know based on what that says I don't understand how if anything to me like max max suspension I'm saying like six games max and I would be and I even then I'd be like so if there wasn't a case how are we why are we just suspending a guy for six games
2: yeah at this point if it's anything over zero games I'm going to Alvin like, Gamara is what? on video what? <laughs>
4: punching a guy with, you know, uh with a you know Kansas City safety and is getting 6 games. Right. So and I, I'm not comparing the two situations. I'm just in terms of suspension, that's all it is as you know as that's what his punishment is. There's rumors that, you know, they're saying hey anywhere from 4 to 10 games is somewhere more in the timeline now after all this stuff and I'm just I don't I don't understand it.
3: I I think with this being a judge who's making the decision, it it points to zero in my opinion. Because the NFL is the kind of you know, Goodell is the kind of person who would arbitrarily put out a six or eight game suspension just because to make the NFL look good and he had to go through the hassle of doing all this stuff and he doesn't want the blowback. This judge couldn't give two craps about that. She's take she's looking at it purely as a court case and she's deciding whether something was done wrong or not or warrants a punishment. She could care less about the blowback on Goodell or any of that. So to me it says zero. Uh, This is NFL reporter Albert Breer reputable source, reported that the sources told him Judge Sue Robinson was not happy with the NFL in their leaks prior to the hearing. NFL insider Josina Anderson said according to her sources, Judge Robinson was going to base her opinion on how the personal conduct policy was precisely written. The policy states individuals will be suspended for conduct that is illegal, violent, dangerous, or irresponsible, puts innocent victims at risk. To me, that's... Zero. No
2: evidence present. There was no evidence that said any of that happened mm-hmm. at all. That's and I know there's people. Oh well, you know he did this, or you know he just know he did. You that. don't know. Crap. You don't know anything. That's still now your opinion because yeah. there's no facts, no proof to back it up.
4: And even after all this stuff is being said, I still don't think anybody really knows what's going on.
2: Like I really, I really <laughs> don't think uh, there's a
4: lot of people reporting stuff. I really don't think that anybody has a clue what the real suspension or not suspension could be. And if she does rule zero games, I don't think that Goodell's going to challenge it because you put this plan in place. You went with this new process that you said, Hey, this would be fair for, you know, based on the CBA, all that. This is the way that we're going to conduct business now in these kind of situations. So the first time that she makes a ruling, you're going to go, yeah, you know, I don't really agree with you on that. I think that, uh, our way sounds better. I just don't, I think if she rules zero. I I don't think there's gonna be an appeal. I think if she
3: rules zero, there can't be an appeal. There's no. The only way there can be an appeal is if she rules any games. Okay. And then both sides can appeal. If she rules zero, it's case closed done.
2: That sounds pretty good to me. I mean, I really do think that the people putting out these articles and and saying these things about a year long suspension, he might never suit up for the Browns in his career. They're they're just very, very angry towards the situation, spiteful. I don't know. They they don't know the Browns. (laughs) They don't. Yeah, they don't like the Browns, or they they think they got their head wrapped in this whole thing of Deshaun's a bad person. They just can't let it go that there's nothing backing that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I it's 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 just your opinion until there's proof. Right.
3: Yeah. I, um. I, I've seen more reports now, other than the one he sent us, this they say saying they would be surprised. They wouldn't be surprised with zero more mm-hmm. than I'm seeing year long anymore. Like yeah. that's almost that's gone. And what's the
4: national media going to say once all this happens? Like, if they rule zero games, what is the national media? Because I've seen a lot of people just run this guy's name through the dirt for the past year. And the Browns. Yeah. How disgusting of an organization we are. How disgusting we are as fans if we continue to root. First off, I've been rooting for the Cleveland Browns for 36 years. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, to me, I've lived through horrible, horrible seasons my entire life. So you can call me a disgusting fan all you want. That's fine. It's still my team. <laughs> and we kind of talked about it. Me and Blake talked about it. I talked to a guy, I was out at dinner, you know, with some people and I said, you know, how do you feel about big time Browns guys? I said, hey, how do you feel about the Deshaun Watson thing? Cause I've heard both sides. My wife's dad said, you know, Browns, I can't believe they would do this. You know, this, I can't believe this. And you know, how would you bring in a guy like this? And then, you know, I'm talking to this guy and he said, you know, This might be a terrible opinion on this, but I watch football for the entertainment. You know, he's like a lot of the the, some of these situations that these guys have come out of maybe aren't that great. And, you know, how are we to judge a guy before anything has even been proven Mm -hmm. um, based on what he did? And I was like, you know, hey, man, I get it. I completely understand where you're at. You know,
3: it is what it is. It is. I think it's – we're going to – before training camp, I think we're going to get good news. I think so too. I think we're going to get good news. And I think it's – I think a lot of people, they were so adamant that it was going to go the other way, they're going to be eating a ton of crow.
2: Oh, big time. Or they're just going to go really – continue to go hard in the wrong direction of, oh, they made a mistake. You know, they he's definitely guilty, blah, blah, well, blah, t- blah. You blah.
3: can say that all you want while he's dicing you up. Yep. <laughs> Winning for, games. For 17 and... games this year. So um, – We just wanted to cover that because that was big news that dropped this week uh, about Deshaun. I I really think I think another big thing is that the NFL admitted that the punishment they're going for is unprecedented. Yeah. So you presented a case with legitimately zero evidence, evidence, and then you're telling this lady, "I know we don't have any evidence of this, but we'd be really cool if you'd suspend this guy for a year, anyways." Even though we admit that's unprecedented. Yep.
4: And we hold the owners to a higher standard, but, but, didn't, sus- but didn't, didn't really care. You know, he didn't even get a fine, you know, from not only from the, whoever charged him with the crime in Florida or wherever it was, Tampa or wherever, or the NFL didn't even come out and sus- like suspend him or fine him or think that he was in the wrong for doing anything. Whether right. the evidence was illegally collected or not.
3: It was still there. It was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If somebody if somebody murders, murdered somebody on tape, but the tape was ruled inadmissible, so that guy got out, we'd all still know he was a murderer. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. this dude is getting a handy on tape. It might have been considered inadmissible. We still all know he was getting it. Yeah. Right. It didn't make me forget that I saw it. I mean, I didn't watch it, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, um, sorry. We strayed a little into PG-13 territory there. I hope that's okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But, so we'll get off this before we move into Rated R. What's going on, Browns fans? The action never
4: ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's a lot of dough. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the uh, major action on baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options never feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Look forward to betting with you soon, and minimum age and eligibility restrictions
3: apply. See show notes for details. God bless. Um, <laughs> one thing, another thing we wanted to talk about, CBS uh, released their NFL head coach rankings for the twenty. 2022, 2023 NFL seasons. I thought this was pretty interesting. So right off the rip, I'll say Kevin Stefanski's at 13, and right away I like immediately at first thought that's way too low. And then I started thinking, and then I looked at these the top ones: Andy Reid one, Sean McVay two, Belichick. I think Belichick at three is kind of surprising, honestly. Mike Tomlin at four, Harbaugh at five, Sean McDermott at six, Matt Lafleur is seven, Pete Carroll at eight. Kyle Shanahan at 9, Mike Vrabel at 10, Doug Peterson at 11, Frank Reich at 12, and Kevin Stefanski at 13. If I'm going to argue anything for Stefanski, I'd move him above. I know this might sound bad, but Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl, so I understand he's up there, but, right. man, he was pretty bad after that. That was one time. <laughs> and he's
4: coaching a pretty lowly team now.
3: So He's with the he's Jaguars, right? Yeah. 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 So So we're going to we'll we'll see how he does there. Um and I think Frank Reich is a good coach also. I do too. But I would probably he's also did a lot or did a little with a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the Colts roster is pretty loaded. Um but I don't think, honestly, if we're going based on what they've done so far, I don't think 13 is a bad spot for Kevin Stefanski. No. Do I think he's a better head coach than 13th? 100%. But so far to this point in his career, he's had one good season, one bad season. I would say
2: one, that that eight and nine season, you know, in year two, that sucks. Yep. It's, I mean, it's a losing record. Yeah. Unfortunately, even though we we all know he's a good coach and we know what a lot of the problem was there.
3: I think <laughs> – are you guys surprised at all that Bill Belichick's at three?
2: Uh, No. As far as too high or too low? Too low.
3: Um, I mean, he's arguably the greatest football coach of all time.
2: Yeah, honestly, uh, I, I, there's just an argument for
3: him at one. I guess definitely. yeah, I guess to me, the biggest thing, I'm, what was the criteria? What was this based on? And it's just for this season. And I guess you could make the argument that Belichick is a little bit stuck in the past in terms of offensive philosophy. They have not drafted well in a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know this is coaches, but he is kind of like in charge of all that. So, um, Sean McVay coming off a of Super Bowl, kind of seen as like a young genius. And I think Andy Reed is I mean, everybody knows Andy Reid is an excellent head football coach. Oh yes. yeah. Hall of oh. Famer. Uh Mike Tomlin at four though, where I think it's kinda, you know, AFC North has three guys in the top thirteen, which is pretty incredible. Mike Tomlin never having a losing season. Yep. Um John Harbaugh, I think that's a good spot for him. I think he almost flies under the radar. hes I don't like giving the Ravens credit, but to me he's definitely one of the best coaches in the National Football League. I Without
2: a doubt. Yeah. Like,
3: no no doubt at all. I think Matt LaFleur being on here, he's had a couple 13-win seasons, but I feel like their playoff performances have to be taken into account a little bit. And the fact that he has Aaron Rodgers and plays in a crap division, I feel like maybe he's getting – I think he's a good coach. Is he the seventh best coach in the league?
2: I think if, and if this is for, you know, this season, I think Pete Carroll's a little too high because Pete Carroll has not done much with the Seahawks as of late. No. yep. And, and I, I don't see that changing a, this year. I think it's going to be a tough year yeah. for Seattle.
3: So, um, let me see here. Cliff Kingsbury is at 14. See, I think the gap between Kevin Stefanski and Cliff Kingsbury is it's
2: bigger than one spot. <laughs> yes. Much bigger than one spot.
3: Yes, 100%. Um, one thing I thought was kind of interesting on here is that Brandon Staley, all the way down at that's, 17. That's who I was going to touch on. Yeah. I feel like the media, once he went for it on fourth and one from his own 30 against the Browns, the media was just gobbling him up for like weeks until he did it like three more times and it cost him the game every time after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a little surprised to see him all the way down at 17. I think he's incredibly overrated as far as what a lot of people talk about him in like the national media. I think he does. Incredibly stupid things and just because it works once against the Browns early season awful defense that doesn't make it you a genius. Right.
4: What about how do you guys feel about Todd Bowles at twenty? Cause my thing is I know he's a great defensive coach and he struggled when he became a head coach, but he's taking over a very talented team that I think, you know, behind the scenes Tom Brady has always operated that offense once he kind of told Bruce Arians, Hey, I'm just gonna go out here and do my thing and We'll start winning some games.
3: So you guys okay with that at twenty? So the only thing I, if you look at the people after him, Mike McDaniel never coached before. Brian right. Dayball never coached before. Mm-hmm. Hackett never coached. O'Connell's never coached. McDaniel's coached once and it didn't go well. Dennis Allen has he ever had been a head coach before? I don't know. Maybe sometime know. back in the day. Maybe I can't. I'm not sure. Sala isn't has proven to not be very good. Matt Rule. So the, all the people after him. Or either it. haven't coached before or they've just recently become head coaches and it hasn't gone well. I think Dan Campbell's better than the 30th ranked head coach, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that he got the Lions to at least <laughs> even be competitive last yeah. year in games. I mean, I know they didn't win many. But, but they I mean, almost did. I yeah, thought they were going to get beat by 40 like every week. And, and they were and, in every game. And they were in every game. So, I don't know. I think he's a better head coach than the 30th. Um, what I about – Oh, I
2: that would totally put Ron Rivera ahead of Mike McCarthy.
3: Oh, 100%. I think McCarthy sucks. I like Ron Rivera as a coach. <laughs> yeah, Has I Ron think he's Rivera a good coach. been coach of the year more than once. I don't,
4: I don't know. My thing, too, is like, so if we're going off of just, you know, these are all like kind of rookie head coaches, Lovey Smith was a good coach in Chicago. Now he's taking over a
3: terrible team. So is,
2: that's a good point.
4: So my thing is like, if you're going to say, ah, well, you know,
3: yeah, is he is he ranked thirty-two because they don't think he's a good coach or, or the team is, is bad.
2: I think that's a team ranking. That's why right. that's why when these rankings like this come out, it's oh yeah, it's based on the coach, not the team. BS. No, that's that's a team ranking right those, there.
3: Those Chicago teams were tough. They were in the playoffs. Is there anybody on this list that you think is could take a big jump one way or the other this year? Like you think they're ranked really high and then after this season they're gonna plummet, or you think that they're ranked pretty low, then after this season This ranking next year they're going to be higher. I know I got somebody.
4: How about Vrabel at ten? I don't. I I have concerns with Tennessee, as far as I think that you know trading AJ Brown was stupid. Was very yeah. I don't understand that move. Um, Not like they're saying Traylon Burks is going to be nice, but he's struggling in training camp because of uh, injuries, right? uh, And and he has asthma. Can't even stay on the field. That's right. That's right. Yeah, stay on the field. Um, So my thing is. I think that their offense is going to become very predictable very quickly. And Derrick Henry is amazing, but when you give the ball to Derrick Henry every time and there's no other option, I just don't know. And yeah. their their division like is not great, but the Colts are going to be very they're going to be a lot better and I don't I don't think there was a huge gap before. I know they finished first in the AFC last year, but I think the Colts are going to be pretty tough. I mean, they have Jonathan Taylor, Matt Ryan. We'll see what we get out of him. You know what I mean?
3: I think it's a good spot for him. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at this, if there's somebody I think at the end of this year they're going to be ranked higher, it would be Josh McDaniels. Or Staley. Um, I could see Staley going up. I don't know. I just don't like the (laughs) guys. But Josh McDaniels, I think, well, one, he's – He's had a lot of time to learn since his first head coaching experience. Two, he's not going to be stuck with Tebow this time. And he's got uh, Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. I mean, the Raiders have a chance to be pretty freaking decent this year. So I could could see him taking a big jump in this ranking. You go, and then I got one more problem.
2: Yeah, the the guy that – I mean, this is – He's smack dab right in the middle of the list, and I think based on how this season goes, he's either going to jump up a few spots or he's going to fall, and that's Nick Sirianni, okay, in Philadelphia because mm-hmm. it's very fair. You know they've got him right in the middle. I know they made the playoffs last year. It was a team that when you watch them half the time, you thought there's no way this team oh can make the playoffs. Some of the
3: team games were so hard to watch. I know,
2: but I mean, his success. I mean, just like any head coach, is going to be tied to his quarterback. So if Jalen Hurst takes a big step forward and, and can win some games this year and look really good. You know, it could be a good season for the Eagles. they, they got the, A.J. Uh, Brown, like you just yeah. said. You know, they've got a decent team put together there. But if Jalen Hurts does not take that next step and yep. teams figure him out. and I mean, look at what Zach Taylor, look how his career has progressed based on what Joe Burrow's done for
4: him. Yeah. And then yeah. the guy that I thought could be like a breakout go up. And I know the division stuff, but what about Hackett? I mean, Denver could be very, very good. They also could be very bad, but I, I I don't know I I I trust in Russell Wilson.
2: I think they'll either be very good or very middle of the road. Yeah, I don't right. know about bad. I
3: have seen that a lot of people are just down on them for some reason, like Russell Wilson's not good or something. <laughs> I, I disagree <laughs> with that. You know I, I mean? disagree like, with
4: that strongly. Yeah,
3: I mean his promo videos might suck, but he's pretty good at football. <laughs> so um, no, that that's a good that's a good one. I, we already touched on this guy, but I think Matt Lafleur could drop this season. I mean, we'll see what the the Packers' defense is really good, and they got Aaron Rodgers, but that's about it offensively. Yep. They I have the peak. Probably I'll a bottom three wide receiving core in the NFL. Mm hmm. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to take. It's going to have to get creative in the passing game. And it's easy to get creative when you got Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position, but they're going to have to manufacture some people getting open because there's not there's no good receivers on that team.
2: You know, it's funny you say about getting creative because I was just looking at this list too and thinking about Doug Peterson down there in Jacksonville and they paid probably more money than any other team this offseason for what to bring wide receiver free agents into onto that team and yet I still think they're going to have to get creative down there. Because they <laughs> they paid a bunch of guys like top 1 and 2 on a, you know, wide receiver money on their team, but they don't have a, a, a legit one or two receiver on that team.
3: do I yep. think Christian Kirk's no, I don't things. think Christian Kirk think, is a number one receiver. I
4: think getting Travis Etienne back on, back in the roster and playing again, I, Robinson's probably going to miss some games, right?
2: Are oh, yeah, thinking? for sure, yeah.
4: Maybe first six games, maybe more. I think I've always liked Travis Etienne, and it's kind of disappointing that what happened last year with him. And then maybe it was a good thing because that team was extremely dysfunctional. But That's I rough. could see them using him a lot, a lot, and maybe being like a little security dump off for Trevor Lawrence.
2: Trevor uh, Lawrence is going to have to make a jump this year.
3: For sure, for sure, he sucked last year. He sucked bad. He, he sucked hard. <laughs> All we heard about this guy for the last forever. The best ever is in he's years. The next Andrew Luck or something. No, no. he was not. <laughs> not that was, yet. That was bad. But um, are you guys okay then? Before we move on, do you think thirteen is a good spot for Stefanski? I'm fine with that spot.
2: Yep. Top fit. You know, it's top half Middle of the road. league. Middle of the road. He's okay. had like well, you said, one good year, one bad year. I think it's a good spot.
3: I think this year is a chance for him to to take a big jump. So we'll see we'll see what happens, But again, I think he's a better coach than 13. I just think you have to take into account what you've done at some point. And
2: well, and when you're making a list, you got to fall somewhere. That's the thing. <laughs> you can't just say, "Well, I think this guy's number seven as well. No, you got to put him somewhere Well so,
3: and and the biggest thing too is I don't know if there's anybody who I'd put him over right now that's in front of him, at least based on what they've done so far, right. So we'll see what happens this year. Hey, Browns fans, you've been hearing us talk about Omaha steaks for a while now, and they are seriously the best steaks I have ever had. Now, with summer here, no backyard grill out is complete without Omaha steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter dogs, D A W G S, into the search bar. You'll get a special price on the All American Assortment and a tasty bonus. You'll also get eight ultra juicy Omaha steak burgers for free. The All American Assortment includes 16 mouth watering entrees with four famously fork tender, double trimmed butcher's cut filet mignons. Four pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts. Wow. Is anyone else getting hungry? I know I am. Uh, Plus so much more. There's a reason why Omaha Steaks has been the leader of gourmet steaks since 1917. No one, and I mean no one comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness and value of Omaha Steaks. Order the all-American assortment and fill your freezer with enough gourmet food to keep your cookouts going strong all summer long. And don't forget for a limited time, my listeners get eight free Omaha Steak burgers when they order the all-American assortment. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and type keyword dogs, D-A-W-G-S in the search bar. That's omahastakes.com keyword dogs D-A-W-G-S. So last thing we want to get to in this episode, it came out this week that the Seahawks were still pursuing Baker Mayfield in a trade but then a mystery third team has entered the conversation. We don't know who this third team is so we thought we would take this chance to speculate who we think it might be. So I don't want to ruin anything
4: but I have the third team, and then there's also a fourth team.
3: Really? Well, so I don't want to ruin anything, so I want to let you guys do your thing. Well, okay, so I'll just go tell you how I, I came up with the team. Okay. Okay, so I went through all the the teams in the league, and I said who would Baker be a dramatic improvement over. Because okay. I don't think if he's, if he's even, they're probably not going to make the move for him. So I said Jets. Giants, Chicago, Houston, Jacksonville, the Falcons, Panthers, obviously, and then the Seahawks, obviously, because those are the two teams who have been linked. Then I had to rule out the Jets because even though I think he's probably better than Zach Wilson right now, it's too early and they just drafted him. They're not going to move on from him. You anymore. look at, yeah,
2: you take his draft capital, the investment in him. It's not worth the move. Same thing with Chicago.
3: I think Justin Fields has good potential. They're not going to. Houston could have had him already, and they didn't take him, so I ruled them out. Jacksonville's obviously not going to move off Trevor Lawrence. Uh, The Falcons, they just made their move for Mariota. I think they want to give him a shot. Um, And then, obviously, the Panthers and Seahawks are the two teams. So if I had to pick somebody on here who, if I had to guess is that third team, it's the Giants. They didn't give Daniel Jones his option. Right. He's, Baker is an improvement over Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones mild, has some athleticism, mild. and that's about it. And yeah. even when he gets into the open field, the yard line <laughs> tackles
2: him. So, that's one of my favorite. That's, favorite that's like the ever. butt fumble with uh, Mats, or Mark Sanchez. You just, you're never going to live it down. I mean, so you just were
4: tackled in the open there's field. There's nobody by
2: within 15 yards of you. You were, what, 10 yards out from the end zone, and you fell down.
4: Yeah. And he was hauling ass. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh,
2: God. No, you're good, man. <laughs> okay. Leap that out, man. He really Fleep was. that out for me. No, we'll leave that one.
4: So, so I, I think even they kind of brought in a guy in Tyrod Taylor. I think if Daniel Jones starts kind of making mistakes, I think I could see Tyrod just Sammy. Oh, Baker, Tyrod, Reunion, oh baby. Oh, my God. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't even think Baker is going to New York.
2: Okay, so we we sent this around last week because somebody said, well, didn't Baker diss Daniel Jones when they drafted him? And I'm like, this would be the perfect situation. Put Baker in there in New York.
3: Could you imagine Baker in the New York media? Yeah, oh, my it would gosh. Be very
2: toxic. <laughs> so what Baker said back in, when was this? 2019, when they drafted Daniel Jones for GQ Magazine interview, he said, I cannot believe the Giants took Daniel Jones. Blows my mind,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but now, in fairness, at that time when they reached at six, I was like,
3: "I, I it was kind of
4: surprising." Oh, it, it was, was very, well, very A lot surprising. of teams
3: though were giving them crap because they said, "Why did you take him at six when Dwayne Haskins is still there?" Well, oh, you can't go. Oh, there, dude, come on now. <laughs> I'm not saying no. no I'm not no, saying he, because he He
2: can because Dwayne Haskins. I'm. I'm not talking about the RIP death. Was I'm, not a yes, good. I'm talking about because he wasn't a
3: good. He was. To the point in his career, he had not done anything okay. a quarterback. Okay. Jesus no, Christ, nothing. I'm not that mean of a person. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna uh, say I'm like he's bro. a Buckeye forever. Uh, uh,
2: I mean, you got to think about Haskins though. I mean, he got drafted in the first round, couldn't even start for the team that took, and they cut him. And then he was like barely third string for the Steelers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he just it just wasn't cut out for the NFL. Not no. not very many guys are. That's why there's only 32 teams and correct a lot of turnover. So, but
4: the Giants. So was I wrong? Yes. Okay. So uh, according to a couple of reports, the teams are Seattle Seahawks. Okay. And I read something today that said that they're out, which they've been in and out for.
2: Yeah. So we, we've heard out on yeah, all these guys. They're
4: out again. They're in again. You know, Geno Smith winning over the locker room. Okay. Know, yeah. Good luck. Yep. Good yeah. luck. We'll see how long
3: he's got them won yeah.
4: when they're 0 and 5. You're right. <laughs> uh, second team's Carolina Panthers. No surprise. Third team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
3: So I almost included them on here. Okay. But I just yeah. didn't know if Baker would be... I guess he doesn't have a choice, but will he be a backup? I mean, uh, to back up
2: that guy and to learn... If there's one person who can set Baker Mayfield down and make him want to be a backup for a year or two, it'd be Tom Brady. Yeah. And then the last
4: team uh, is the Detroit Lions.
3: So I almost put the lines on here as Baker being an improvement over Goff because he might be, but I just think that they're... They're very similar in my opinion. I think you're going to get about the same. Yes, yeah. I, think, I think they're very similar. Could I think Goff has played better than Baker at times, and Baker has played better than Goff at times. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if he was a big enough improvement that the Lions would try to make that move for him. So you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess the argument, too, is like I'm trying to think
4: of, also oh, the Lions have boils or whatever, right, as their backup. If you're going to bring in a backup for, let's say, $9 million, and that backup is Baker Mayfield. I think you can take a shot at that. I mean, we we literally paid what ten million for Case Keenum last year. Mm-hmm. ten or eleven? So yeah. I think if you're not sure about your quarterback and you have the talent, which I I their offense is good. Detroit's offense is not. It's I, not bad. I picked it to be better than the
3: Packers offense. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you think if, if would you take the Packers offense or the Lions offense this year? Packers
2: for sure I, oh. now we're not going back into this argument let's stick yeah, on the yes, golf thing saying,
4: but so that's my thing and i'm not saying golf is going to be terrible he's been very just kind of average i think the thing with i could detroit.
2: see for the argument for baker in detroit would be that i think baker performs better when his feet are to the fire and he's yeah. he's not guaranteed anything like the last year you know what was his competition case keenum he knew he wasn't going to get replaced as the starter but you go to Detroit and they've already got a starter in place, an established guy who's been around for a while, you you know, it could amp his, his level. That's, that's been his history.
4: My thing too, is like, if you're Detroit and you have another not great season, you're in play for CJ Stroud or the kid from Alabama. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, the quarterback. Yeah. Yep. That's really good. The one that was the Heisman winner. winner. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, so why am I having a brain fart? Bryce Young, Bryce Young. There you go. Thank I
4: you. Was, yes. Um. So to me, I'm like, you can probably their team's very young. You could probably have another below average year. I don't yeah. think Campbell's job will be in trouble. You know, Not based as long on as they second. stay
3: competitive. Yeah.
4: So I think you know, I would think that they would be more invested in a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young. That'd be my
3: argument. Where did you see that these were the
4: other teams? Uh, there's two articles. Two articles two article. that came out today.
3: So I think if you're Baker, your best fit is to hope to go to Tampa Bay and sit for a year. One to two years probably and learn from Tom Brady. Learn what it means to be a professional from yeah. Tom Brady. You know, and then and then get that job. Um, I think if he goes some of these other places that don't necessarily have his stacked rosters. I mean, who knows how it's going
4: to go. I think Seattle's a struggle. I think Carolina's a struggle. I think Detroit's a struggle. Detroit, and then, you know, like Tampa Bay, you sit for a year, and then you take over a pretty
3: decent roster. Yeah, how uh, how do you think he meshes with, like, uh, a Dan Campbell, personality-wise? It depends Probably on not how he well. comes in. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. both fiery guys. I could see it going. I could see them butting heads, or I could see them, like, vibing off each other. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean? We saw it last
2: year, though, when things were going – well, the last two years. When things are going great, Baker's – Joking around with the media, you know, putting in, you know, sitcom quotes and doing all the funny stuff, and when things are going bad, he's pointing the finger at other people and being a jerk about it. And I don't think that would fly with Dan Campbell. No, he's kind of at all
3: a, a rally of the troops kind of guy. I mean, it
2: didn't fly with Kevin Stefanski, and Kevin barely says anything.
3: I'm so I'm a little salty. I was wrong about these mystery teams. I thought I was like, oh, the Giants. I, got, I just got this right. I'm an NFL insider. Well, and I thought that
2: he was- <laughs> I would have thought the Giants too. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. just based on Daniel Jones, is yep. awful.
4: I thought, oh. And I thought for sure that he was almost a shoe-in for Seattle, and now they're just saying, ah, we've never been really interested in him, you know. But it, so, it's so Or hard there's t- smoke, though.
3: Yeah, it's so hard to tell. All these teams keep saying they're in, they're out. They're just trying to get the best deal. Yeah. Um, I just wish something would happen eventually.
2: So who's better out of, you know, say it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith in Seattle, Sam Darnold in Carolina, or uh, Daniel Jones in New York?
4: You're saying of those Who's quarterbacks?
2: The best? Who's the best? Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so see these, these teams need somebody like Baker. You gotta upgrade at some point.
3: Drew Locke is probably the best. And then what were the other ones? Geno Smith. Uh if that's Daniel Jones, Jones. Yeah. And, and Sam, Sam, Darnold. Darnold. Sam Darnold.
2: Yeah. Is Sam Darnold the worst?
3: Yes. Sam <laughs> okay. Darnold's the worst. Honestly, <laughs> Daniel Jones might be the second best in that.
2: Yeah. He's athletic. He just
3: he, he, i mean i forget when i saw the stat he had broke. so many fumbles in yeah. His, yeah like more than one fumble per game and in his first 20 drew, drew
2: lock will come out and have like a quarter like quarter and a half where you're like wow the kid's like zipping it around yeah, today like, like he's like yeah he's like <laughs> awesome and, and then they're all on the sidelines <laughs> yep and then the, and then down,
4: then the, nether, the rest the of the game half.
2: it's like he's like three of you know 19 for you know three picks and it's like oh wow
3: Drew lock just seems kind of funny though. Like I'd like to just kick it. Oh, I bet he's a cool guy, but get wasted with drew lock. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, man, we'll see if any of the, if any more teams emerge for Baker, let us know what you guys think. Um, maybe the Giants should enter the sweepstakes best on our analysis. um, <laughs> But we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Dogs. Let us know what you think is going to happen with Deshaun. Uh, what you guys thought of the coaches' rankings. Was the fantasy too high, too low? Were there any surprises for you guys on that list? Um, for all you Dog Pack members, we'll see you guys in the After hour show. And to everyone else, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the dogs podcast and become an official dog pack member and join the dogs.com.